Lord God, Father, heaven bless you once again for another day. Father, we pray as always that in everything that we do each day, that your will be done. Therefore, we pray, Father, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, for it is your Spirit that will lead us in all that we do. The same Spirit that preserves us for all eternity. The same Spirit that resurrects our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For it is his power, Father, that would also, in this day, give us what we need in order to truly glorify you to love you with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and with all our strength. So we pray that you will be blessed today, that we be a blessing to each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Marriage. As a partnership. I believe that marriage is very important to the family, the family unit especially. I believe that marriage was designed by God. I believe that marriage should be between one man and one woman. I believe this because Throughout scripture, especially in the New Testament, that this was clearly revealed by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that this is the will of God for us all. The Old Testament, of course, there are, there are places in the Old Testament where marriage is between multiple partners, meaning that one man, and he might have multiple women multiple wives. The Bible, uh, I think, makes a good argument that that's unwise. It's unwise to have multiple wives. We've seen, we've seen what happened to our brother Solomon, Abraham, and so forth when they tried to have multiple wives. didn't work out well said simple. It didn't work out well at all. So, the New Testament, going rolling to the New Testament, Jesus made it clear that it is to be between one man and one woman. Once that, that bond has been created, once that relationship has been created, it is sacred. God makes it clear that that's a sacred relationship. And it should not be broken Nothing should come between the two. And clearly God hates divorce. So marriage, I believe, is a sacred institution. And once it's been created, once that relationship has been created, it takes work. It takes work to keep keep it going, to keep it together. And so... Today we're going to talk a little bit about marriage as a partnership. Today we're going to begin by turning to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, please. 
We'll be looking at verses 26 through 31. Genesis chapter 26. I mean, sorry, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I want to invite you to turn there, please. And I ask that you listen. This is the word of God. Genesis chapter 1, beginning at verse 26. And God said, let us make human beings in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish and the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created human beings, that is mankind, in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, in number fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that move on the ground. Amen. Now, <clears throat> before I continue, understand, again, here we see God creating the marriage institution. We see in God creating man after his own image. We see God giving the man and the woman, the first man and the woman especially, their marching orders basically. Telling them what they need to do and what they should be doing while they're in the earth. He uh, also explained to them how they were created. That is, they were created after his image. They weren't created after the image of anything else but him. And we see that God blessed them. We see that God's intention for the man and the woman is for them to have children. Many children as many children as possible. I'm convinced that these children, and the man and the woman are to have, they too are to get married, and eventually get married and to have children, and so forth. Their children get married and have children and children, and so on and so on. You guys get the point. But the point is, is then, again, what I want you to understand is that this is the foundation upon which every husband and wife should stand. Verse 29. Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit, seed in it. They will be yours for food and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds and the sky and all the creatures that move on the ground. Everything that has breath of life in it. I give every green plant for food and it was so. God saw all that he had made 
and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. I want you to notice that the man and the woman were created. Out of all God's creation, they were created last. It was if God had created them as part of his crown and glory. They were most important, I believe. And we are, that is humankind, are most important as far as in all of God's creation. Because we have the greatest role to play, I am convinced. And that is to keep the earth. To keep the earth. To protect the earth. To protect God's creatures. To provide for God's creatures. And it, that is that goes for today as well. Not only was was that for the beginning, it goes all the way into the, uh, for today as well. We're to keep God's earth. We're to protect it from destruction. We're to protect it from evil. And it goes the same way in the marriage relationship. The marriage relationship is designed for partnership. Not ownership. It's partnership, not ownership. That's very important to understand. Because the marriage relationship is a temporary relationship. It's not an eternal relationship like the kind of relationship that we have with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is a partnership. A wife is not a trophy to be won through courtship and displayed on the wall for all to observe. Alongside a prized 10-point buck <laughs> or a prized uh, exotic sports car or anything like that. That's not, what, that's not the purpose of a wife. Nor is the husband meant to be tamed into such a handsome, pliant, provide provider figure. He is not there just for that alone. No. The husband who loves his wife is Christ loved the church. Views his wife as a partner. She is a living person. She is a living person with whom to have a relationship she has her own thoughts. She has her own ways of doing things. And the husband is, should respect that. He should honor her and learn how to incorporate her gifts, her wisdom, her love, her joys, her pains, and so forth into the relationship so that they can work together and to protect the relationship, to protect the children, to love the Lord our God with all their hearts, with all their mind, with all their soul, and with all their strength, and to love each other. 
even as they love themselves. Amen? And their children, they love their neighbors, and so forth. That's the purpose of the marriage relationship, I believe. I believe that the wife is not a person to be dominated and controlled to satisfy his own desires by the husband. I believe the husband should not use the wife or view the wife as a person to be dominated and to be controlled to satisfy his own desires. Again, that shows her singleness, that shows her giftedness, that shows his love for her, even as Christ loved the church. Christ wooed his bride. He woos us into his relationship, meaning that he, he provides for us in a way that undeniably he is our husband. In a cer certain sense, he's our husband. We love him because what? Well, because why do I mean saying that because what? But why do we love our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? We love our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because He first loved us. He has made that clear. It was the Lord Jesus that died for us. It's the Lord Jesus that came to us and provided us with those things which we need most, especially in order to love the Lord our God with all our heart mind, soul, and strength. It is Jesus who does that most effectively. And he doesn't do it by dominating us. He does it, again, by providing for us, by loving us, uh, courting us. Even right now, that's what we're, we're waiting for. We're waiting for the consummation of that relationship which the Lord Jesus had inaugurated during his first advent here in the earth. That's one of the reasons why he came. He came to reveal himself. To reveal his love for the church. For Christians. To inaugurate the new covenant by his blood. By his body. Given his body, given himself for you, for me. Amen? Well, it's the same way with the husband. He's to understand that the wife is a person to be known and from whom he can learn. Jesus himself, as a man, he, during his first advent, that's one of the things that he did best. He walked with us. He talked with us. In a way that no other person would ever do. He gave himself, he, he, he gave himself over to us by, first of all, being born as a man, going through all the same things that we go through. He struggled in the same way that we struggle in many, many ways. He felt the pain that we feel in many, many ways. 
he was crucified, he suffered, and all these things to show his love for us. The husband is to view the wife as a human being. And I don't know if you noticed in Genesis, the woman was created from the rib of the man. It is a graphic description of her role as a partner. The man and his wife were instructed to fill the earth and to govern over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and other living creatures. The man was not instructed to subdue his wife. He was told to unite with her into one. Husbands and wives are obviously different, but God intended their differences to complement each other. The husband who views his wife as a partner has taken the first step toward becoming a loving leader in his marriage. And so what I want to do is challenge you, husbands and wives, to take some time to pray individually or as a couple and ask God to grow your marriage into a loving, equal partnership. Ask God to help you to help each other, to compliment each other, to honor each other. And to honor, that means, when I say honor each other, that means to honor the similarities and the differences. And ask God to unite you as one. That is to join you in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. To become one with the Lord Jesus Christ. To be led by the Spirit, by faith in Jesus Christ from day to day. I believe this is God's will for us as husbands and wives. Amen? Lastly, take time to consider these passages that we just read, or this pa these passages that we just read today. And for further study on marriage, I ask you to um, write these down. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. Colossians chapter 3, verse 18 through 25. 1 Peter Chapter 3, verse 1 through 7. Take time out to read those passages together as husbands and wives. I ask you please and encourage you to continue to grow your relationship, your marriage partnership. As God has revealed to us today, which is his will for us as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. With heads bowed and eyes closed, let us pray. Lord God, Father, heaven bless you once again for another day. Father, we pray that your will be done. Not our will, but your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. For this is what truly glorifies you. This is what truly pleases you. And this is your love for us. 
your hope for us. And it should be our hope as well. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen.